0: Hey guys, how are you doing this morning? Um, If you're like me and you heard the word fasting and you were like, that does not sound like something I want to do. Been there, done that, and feel it often. But I have experienced a lot of joy and breakthrough and closeness to the Lord and direction from the Lord in the place of fasting. And Jeremy asked me to just share, you know, maybe eight minutes worth of testimonies about uh, fun things God has done in the place of fasting. So he's going to teach on that after me, um, but just bear with me for story time. So um, my kind of introduction into fasting, I got saved in 1996, and I was part of a a men's Bible study, and we were going through a book called Celebration of Discipline, and there's a chapter in there about fasting, and it was pointed out that Jesus doesn't say if you fast. He says when you fast, do it this way, and the, the assumption was there that God's uh, Jesus followers would, would have a discipline of fasting in their life and that he would reward those openly who did this in secret. And um, I, I had a roommate who called a 40-day fast between all of the college ministries at Western's campus. And um, he was really excited about it and had a lot of history with that kind of thing. And so I was like, what am I going to do? And I thought maybe I've never fasted before. Maybe I can fast one day a week. And so I told my roommate this plan of mine and he, like, is really intense, and he was like, I challenge you to go off the deep end. I've done, like, 21-day, 40-day fasts. You could try it. You could go deeper. Just trust the Lord. Like, I know it seems impossible, but he will meet you and sustain you through this thing, and I was like, okay, okay. Maybe I'll try a week, and so I decided to go for a week, and I, I know it's supposed to be, like, secret between you and the Lord, but um, I, I've I really felt like I needed a partner in this if I'm going to do it, and I, I got wind that this guy, Matt, who I barely knew uh, from the campus ministry I was involved with, was doing a week-long fast, and I said, ooh, I got to meet this guy, so I hunted him down and said, hey, I heard you were fasting. Can we, like, pray together every day or something? He's like, yeah, sure, man, and so I jump in, and um, my intense roommate, like, didn't, you know, his version of fasting was, no lemon drop in your water to give glory to the lemon drop. You know, it's like total dependence on Jesus. And so my first fast was like a week-long water fast. And I only made it five days. I, I threw in the towel after five days. But um, I remember on day three, I was really feeling, uh, I, was, I was struggling with this whole thing. I had cotton brain. I was grumpy. And I was like walking the mile walk up the hill to Western, really just heavy. And I remember about noon, you know, walking through, watching people eat their lunch in Red Square. And I was like, just, I rebuked the spirit of deep pan pizza in the name of Jesus. And I was just miserable, right? And then I see Matt, this guy that I'd been praying with every morning, uh, you know, and I prayed with him that morning, but I was by noon, I was like really dragging. And it was like this slow moment, moment, like, Matt, and it was like, and we hugged in the middle of Red Square. And I was like, bro, we got to pray. And he's like, yeah. So we went off to this little spot on the side, and we prayed for about a half an hour together. And I tell you what, I was like ready to quit. I was feeling so weak and helpless and so disconnected from God. But after that half hour, I was like Energizer Bunny. Physically, I felt stronger, more alive, more focused, more in love with Jesus. And so just I share that story to say that, Prayer, um, fasting without prayer is a m- recipe for misery and grumpitude, but if, if you spend time with Jesus during those times that you're not preparing a meal, that you're not eating a meal, um, it, it really is a setup for profound encounter with the Lord. It's not like we earn something. It's not like we prove that we're spiritual. It's that we position our hearts. I like to think of like our heart like a lump of ground beef that you find in the fridge, freezer and you pull it out and you put it before the bonfire of God's presence and it slowly begins to tenderize. And in the true heart of it, there may be breakthrough and, and powerful encounters and healing and that that's a biblical reason to fast. Um, but I think the greatest breakthrough we can have is this sense of his presence and his nearness. And so God's led me on different journeys where I've, you know, had grace to fast, 21 days. I tried a 40-day fast. Felt like the Lord was in it. I stumbled over some cantaloupe on day 32, and uh, awakened the hunger tiger, and it was over. But um, I yeah, I like when I needed direction. I remember I uh, was fundraising for YWAM, and um, I pitched my uh, deal because I needed to support raise, to a pastor Steve Mason who passed away, and um, at the end of my spiel, he basically invites me on staff I would have been on staff with Jeremy at this other church and um, I was really conflicted because I was like two-thirds of our way towards our budget but here was this invitation where all my needs could be met under a great leader and uh, so I decided to fast and pray and I fasted for three days and I didn't get a prophetic dream sometimes my dream life increases when I'm fasting um, but uh, on the third day, I get a text from this local business that said they wanted to support us at $1,000 a month, and I had never met with this business leader. I was shocked. I never thought anybody would support us that much, and um, so to me, it was like the confirmation I was looking for, so the thing about fasting is like, you know, if you, you want to seek Him with all your heart, how can you know you're doing that? Well, one way you can do that is by just going all in, and and denying your flesh for a bit, so you can sow into your spirit, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how long I've gone, probably too far already, but um, yeah, I had a funny story when I was in YWAM, I, um, this Scottish girl wanted to do a five-day fast, and she felt the Lord said to invite Jason on the fast with her, and I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't hear Jesus say that, but I've been wanting to do a, a, an extended fast. And if you're wanting to do an extended fast, it's probably not the devil wanting to do that. It's probably not your flesh. I just figured it should, probably is the Lord giving me this desire. So we jumped in on this fast. And then I realized that it was Thanksgiving week and they were throwing a thanks, special Thanksgiving meal for the four Americans on the, on the base. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so I was really conflicted, like, is this going to be rude if I don't eat their Thanksgiving meal? And so the next morning, my question for Jesus was, do you want me on this fast? And I just decided to go where I was in my Bible reading plan. I was in Hebrews chapter 11, and the next verse I was on, (laughs) I opened it up, and the question is, should I fast this meal? And And the scripture in Hebrews 11 said, don't be like Esau, who for a single meal sold his birthright, and forsook the Lord. And I was like, oh my goodness, you really care about this fasting thing? Because I was asking about this one meal, Thanksgiving meal, it was kind of a big deal. So I stayed on the fast, and then it was obvious that I wasn't eating this meal they prepared for me. And it got back to the leadership, and they had heard that I had a health condition. I had my large intestine removed in high school. And that's another story for another day. But they were nervous that, like, this was not healthy for me to do. And I've had lots of experience, and I didn't think it was an issue, but they were concerned. So they asked me to come off the fast. So by the, at that point, it became a matter of, like, submitting to my leaders and that whole principle. And so, praise God, I got to get off the five-day fast on day four. But anyway, um, I, if you want to experience his presence, Jesus said, you know, uh, in, in Matthew nine, they, the disciples of John said, "Hey, our, you know john 's disciples fasted all the time. How come you guys never do that?" And Jesus answers with this cryptic response. He says, um, "Why would they fat, Why would they mourn while the bridegroom 's with them? But when the bridegroom's taken away, then they will fast, then they will mourn. And so it was this picture of Jesus is our bridegroom he 's the one, the lover of our soul, and we 're to have this kind of intimacy with our life mate, right? But um, Jesus knew that um, that they had a unique experience for three and a half years where he was walking with them. They were feeling his presence. But when they they felt his absence and he went to heaven and they were like, we miss Jesus. He's like, when you really miss me enough, then you, you'll fast until you, you get me. And, and so don't fast out of some like duty or to prove that you have what it takes. But, but if you're just hungry enough for Jesus that you're like, hey, I've tried everything else, but it's not working. I just want more of him. And, and I don't want to like, make it sound like it's all roses and glory bombs every day. Like, it can be really hard. And if you don't have a sense that the Lord told you to fast, then you, it's easy to throw in the towel. But um, I believe there's a grace when we fast corporately together and so, you know, maybe it's one day a week. Maybe it's one meal a day. Maybe it's two meals a day. Maybe it's you go for the whole 21 days on juice or water or whatever it is you do. But trust that the Lord will meet you. There's real breakthrough. And if, I know I've gone too long. The, the, um, there's a book by a guy named Mahesh Shavda. I've got like seven books here. If anybody wants to borrow a book, if you promise to give it back, I will lend you a book on fasting. And there's this guy named Mahesh Shavda. And he tells his story of when the Lord called him into fasting. He had just got saved. He was in Canada. And he was working at a mental hospital. Um, or, or for yeah, And there was a kid who had this issue where he couldn't stop beating himself up in the face. It was this weird self-mutilation thing. And Mahesh uh, was really perplexed, like, what to do for Stevie? He calls him Stevie. That's an anonymous name. But um, the Lord, he gets this phrase comes to his mind, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. And so he had never read that verse in Matthew 17, 21, but he was like, okay. And he had never been taught how to fast. And so he just stopped eating and drinking. And on day three, the Lord said, you can drink water. (laughs) So he's like, okay. So he starts drinking water. And on day 14, he feels like the Lord says, you can now pray for Stevie. And sometimes he would walk up and Stevie would be on the ground because the nurses had tied his hands to his body so that he wouldn't keep mutilating himself. And then his peers would like be bullies and push him over and he would like get a bloody nose because he couldn't defend himself and hit his face on the ground. He was so perplexed about this, but on day 14 of this fast, the Lord said, go pray for Stevie. He goes to pray for Stevie and this is in this book, so I didn't experience it. This is his testimony. You can choose to believe it or not, but according to Mahesh, he prayed a little prayer. Stevie flew across the room five feet, hovered on the wall like two feet off the ground And then slowly began to slide down the wall. And then his countenance was totally different. And Stevie was like touching his face. And tears started strolling down because this demonic presence that like made him punch himself was no longer possessing him. And he got breakthrough and he got freedom. Now, I've never experienced anything like that. I haven't always connected the dots. I've prayed for people and there has been breakthrough and it might have been because of the fasting or not. But I'm here to tell you, if you want intimacy with Jesus, you want more of his presence, you want more uh, direction in your life from him, and you're just desperate enough to say, I want to try this thing, ask the Lord what he would have you do, and I believe he'll meet you in that place. And, and, you know, if you throw in the towel, you can press delete and start over, although your body detoxes after a while. There's this thing, like on day three, like your body stops being hungry, and, uh, you know, and you, you get grace to do this thing extended, but there I have it. Not too long. Here you go, (laughs) Jerry. So, if you want a book, hunt me down and I'll I'll loan you a book. Okay, bye. Awesome.
1: Thanks, Jason. Give Jason a hand. Hey, if you got a Bible, go to uh, Zechariah or uh, Zechariah chapter four. Um, I am so excited today uh, because I have such a sense in my spirit for God setting us up for something really, really beautiful. Uh, We were, my wife and I were listening to this preacher lady talk last week or a couple days ago and she was talking about those of you that might be frustrated, you might feel stuck, might be feeling like things aren't moving forward and they were saying, it's time to shift position. And sometimes we can try moving forward in a direction, but and it's the right thing and it's a good thing, but God wants us to shift in how we're doing it. Because sometimes, how many know you can do that? You can do the right thing and just be getting tired in the process. But Lord wants to shift us. And so I I really believe this 21-day fast um, is gonna be a season for us to really see some breakthrough. And here's here's what I think we're gonna break through in three areas. One, some of you have situations where you just need answers from God. You need to hear from God. Like, God, what do I do with blank? I need to hear from God. Two, some of you, you're like, God, where are you? Like, I I thought this whole thing following you was a relational thing. I was going to get to know you. God, where are you? Or some of you, it's, you need breakthrough in an area. It's a health thing. It's a friend or a family member that doesn't know Jesus. It's a, it's a, there's a need for a specific miracle in a space And I wanna tell you that I believe God is setting us up for breakthrough, for hearing from him, sensing him with us and breakthrough in situation. So does that sound good? Just good to me, okay. Um, I I really believe this. I really believe and I have this real anticipation in my heart. So Zechariah 4 verse six says this. This is what he said to me. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. How would you like to name your kid Zerubbabel? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Title of this message is, this year is going to be different. God, I just, um, I cry out to you today. And I just pray for faith to rise in every heart in this room. Uh, to know that this is a year that you desire to move. It was like that last year, but this year, God, I just pray our hearts, God, to combine it with our faith, to walk with you, God, in all that you have. Spirit of the Lord, we are saying yes to whatever you have in 2023. We wanna follow you. We wanna be flexible in your hand. We want you to lead us and guide us. Help us, God. In your name I pray, amen. Um, New Year's resolutions. Um. I was, it was really fun listening to you, Jason, share about all that stuff. And I I, I have found points where I've, I have fasted and then I was like, I am not gonna eat anything. And the next thing I know, three days later, I'm eating 17 cheeseburgers. And Or or I'm not gonna watch media. Now I'm binge-watching an entire show of whatever. Like, The, the reality is <laughs> fasting does this. It denies your flesh. It denies your physical appetites and at the same time feeds into your spirit. So you'll find that when you fast, you get a little grumpy. You'll find too that you get a little more sensitive, which is a good thing and a hard thing. That means that when you get sensitive, you start to sense the the voice of the Lord more. It also means you start to sense all the other stuff more. And the stuff that maybe is out of alignment in your life or the places where, man, I haven't been walking in forgiveness or, or maybe I'm actually kind of addicted to cupcakes. You know, not that it's bad that you have a cupcake this morning if it's your birthday, like go get a cupcake. But I'm, these, all these things that are in my heart, all the stuff that I've struggled with and all the spaces where I've tried to use food to comfort myself, which a lot of us do that, starts to surface. And so fasting is an amazing thing to quiet your flesh and feed your spirit. <coughs> um, but I'm finding too that it's kind of hard to do fasting unless you, have, you need two things to make fasting work. And one is you need joy. It says in, it says in, the, in the word of God, it says um, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And there's something about having joy in your heart and, and that gets connected to hearing God's heart. When we know God's heart for us, we can start having joy in our circumstances. I was, list, I was listening to a guy talk a little while ago and he was, their, their family didn't have any money. And uh, he opens the mailbox and he got fifth, a stack of mail, like really thick. And he knew that all of them were bills. And so he goes to the first one, it was the water bill. And they had like 18 bucks in their bank account. Opens the first one, looks at it. It was a bill for $35. And he goes, wow, God, it's amazing how you're going to come through for this one. Puts that down, opens the next one. It was the, the heat bill. That was $230. He's like, wow, praise God. Wow, it's amazing how God's going to come through for this. And he just kind of kept going, like, I'm just going to be thankful. And he shifted his heart into a place of thankfulness as he didn't have anything. And, and guess what? God came God came through. Um, but there's important. it's an important thing to fulfill anything in God. You have to have joy. The second thing you need is vision. When you fast, you need to know why you're fasting. Now, I'm calling us as a church body to fast, and, and I'm, I'm doing that for a few reasons. One, we are kind of at a hinge moment and a shift moment. Um, one, next week, we're gonna be celebrating Nick and Julianne and, and the blessing they've been to our community <clears throat> as God shifts them into a new season. We need to pray, what does the Lord have for us? As a church, in the place of worship, in the place of reaching the community, all that stuff. That's, that's an important deal uh, for Bless the City. And the second piece is I, I was praying, and in my heart, and I was saying, God, why, why are we fasting? And I was actually thinking even more myself, why is Jeremy Schwader fasting? And there was three things that popped up in my heart, and that was this. One, healthy heart. Two, healthy family. Three, healthy church. And I, was just, I just really felt like God was like, Jeremy, I want you I want you to have a healthy heart. I want you to have a healthy family. And I want you to have, well, I want our church to be healthy, healthy in relationship, healthy in how we operate. And so that's what I'm carrying into this fast. God, would you do that in us? Would you make us healthy? Some of you in this room, you might be fasting about relationship stuff. You might be talking about financial stuff, but these are, there's deep things in your heart that you're like, man, I need a breakthrough in this space. Fasting really is a space where that happens, really is. And I think it's because of this. Let me go back to that passage I read. He said to me in Zechariah 4, 6, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I was, I was reading this last week, and it's, this is like a famous verse in the Bible. And I started studying the passage, and I realized something. The people of Israel had just gone back from exile, after their country had been destroyed, and they came in, and they said, we're going to build the temple back. We're going to rebuild, and so Zerubbabel, who was the governor, went, and they laid the foundation of the temple. They put it all in place, but guess what? There wasn't a lot of them. They didn't have a lot of money. They had a lot of opposition, and it was really hard, and they were at that point saying, we don't know if we can do this, so then the word of the Lord comes to Zerubbabel. Hey, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now you might say, well, why is he saying that? Well, part of it is Zerubbabel and all the crew that was, were with him were comparing themselves to the, whole, the old temple that was built where a guy named Solomon built this epic temple that was literally in today's day billions of dollars worth. He had thousands and thousands of people working to build this magnificent temple. The thing was covered in gold. It was glorious. Even when they said the dedication of the temple, it said that the glory of God came and rested in the temple. And here's Zerubbabel building this measly little temple on this small little foundation with not enough people and not enough help and not enough money. And he's like, I don't even know if we can do this. And now I think about us and our lives. And you might compare yourself to your grandmother who is some famous, uh, some amazing prayer warrior or so-and-so whose life is amazing or whatever. And you're like, I'm just trying to build this measly little foundation of a life and try to make it what God wants it to be. And I don't even know if I can do that. And the word of the Lord comes to Zerubbabel and he says this, hey, it's not by your finances and your strength. It's not by your intellect, your smarts, your talent, your networking. It's not by any of that, but it's by my spirit. Let me ask you a question. In your attempt to live a life worth living, are you relying on the spirit of God? Or Am I trying to take my strength, my intellect, my networking, my smarts, all that I have, and go like, I need to, I need to work hard, and I need to do this. And God's like, it ain't going to work. Anything that you start, you have to maintain. Anything that God starts, he will maintain. And so I can accomplish some things in my flesh, but it's going to have to take me to maintain it. And God says, not by strength not by finances, not by talent, not by networking, not by any of that stuff, but by my spirit. Amen. It says this in Hebrews 4, 10 and 11. For whoever had entered into God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let, therefore, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. He's talking about the people of Israel who saw God do all sorts of powerful things by his spirit. But then they made a shift from walking in the spirit to walking in, I've got a plan for my life and I'm going to go this direction. And in that, they fell in the desert. They did not receive the promise of God because they did it in their own ability. They didn't obey God. What does it mean to do things by the spirit of God? It means to follow and be obedient to what the spirit is saying. Simple things like this. I know one thing God's always encouraged me to do is that I need, to, I need to challenge myself physically, mentally, and spiritually every day. And so part of my obedience to the Holy Spirit is every morning doing push-ups. Now, sometimes I haven't done it. And like the Lord's like, you need to be in that. Why? That is a part of me being obedient to the voice of God because he told me that. What is it that the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Not by might, not by power, but by following his lead. Following the spirit. That's how you'll see your life established in what you're called to do. That's how Blessed City will be established in what it is. When we obey and follow his leadership. I like what it says here too. It says this. Let us strive to enter into that rest. Here's another way of saying it. Let's work really hard to rest. Huh? You know why it takes so much work? Because we are so stinking self-reliant. We are so convinced that we need to be self-sufficient, work our way, try really hard. I got a plan, I got a design, and God is saying, I want you to stop and I want you to say to me, God, what are you saying about my life? What does it look like for me to follow you today? And that is as simple as a moment to stop and say, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna receive what you have today. Why are we doing a 21-day fast? Because we want to enter into the rest of God. We want to enter into a place where we, can, we will stop and his spirit will take over. Now, how many of you have ever done a fast before? Can I see your hands? Fasting, um, you don't think yay, awesome, necessarily when you think fasting. Um, but fasting, there's five types of fasting. And one there is... Um, A regular fast, that's no food, no water. Two, there is um, a liquid fast. And if you could put that slide up, Tim. Um, There's a liquid fast, that's just water, maybe juices, some broth. Three is a partial fast, no meats or sweets, called the Daniel fast. Um, A Benedict fast, which is like one meal a day. And then I threw this on there, but it's not a biblical thing. It's just a really smart thing. Um, Or sorry, uh, another one is a media fast, and that's like I'm chopping out TV. I'm chopping out media. I'm gonna let my heart and mind settle down. Now I love what my wife said. That it's important that when you add, when you do something like this, you need to add something. If you just take away food and you don't spend time with Jesus, it's called that's called like a that's called a uh, what's it called those are, a diet. That's what it's called. You're on a diet. You're not on a fast. You're on a diet. Um, so the point is actually to take out something, to replace it with something. So one tension that you might have is like, man, I really like my TV show at the end of the day because it's my one time to relax and wind down. Maybe what you need to do though for this next 21 days, starting next week, turning off the TV and instead open your Bible and read a chapter and say, God, here we are for 21 days, speak to us. And maybe you do that as a couple, maybe you do that by yourself, maybe you do that with some friends. But take the 21 days to say, God, I need a breakthrough. I need to hear from you. God, I want to know your presence in a greater way. And I also like what it says in 2 Corinthians. It says this, my grace is sufficient to you for my power is made perfect in weakness. There is nothing like fasting to make you feel weak. You just feel weak. And it's in those spaces where you feel weak that God enters in because we're like, oh, I can't do it. And in that space, God's like, yeah, but I can. And I wanna do it through you. Um, A couple little practical things on fasting is this one, put a focus on your fast. Put a name on your fast. Like I just did for what I'm fasting for, healthy heart, healthy family, healthy church. That's what I'm fasting for. What are you fasting for? Maybe you're fasting for a loved one that doesn't know the Lord and you want to see them come to know Jesus. Maybe you're fasting because there's a dream that's been in your heart forever and you want to know what God is saying about it. Fast for that. God, would you bring breakthrough in this space? Maybe you're fasting over your marriage or maybe you're fasting about life direction. Maybe you're fasting about your financial situation. Whatever it is, bring the thing that burns in your heart to Him and say, Jesus, talk to me in this space. He wants to. He wants to. Um, two, um, I like this one. I heard a guy say this. Be intentional about where you break it. So you're going to fast for 21 days. Then at the end of the fast, what are you going to do when breaking it? Maybe you're going to write a letter. Maybe you're going to break it by having communion. Maybe you're going um, to have a conversation with a person you need to have a conversation with. But whatever it is, you're going to go to your special spot. But think about where am I going to break my fast? Uh, Two, three, don't boast about it. It's not like you need to go around telling everybody how amazing you are that you're fasting. Um, But also don't deny it either. It's not like you lose points because you told people found out that you're fasting. It's okay. Um, Four, um, you will get a little cranky, just saying. Um, And that's called withdrawals from sugars. That's called withdrawals from the chocolates and all that different stuff. It impacts us. And uh, that's kind of a part of it. Um, Also, be wise in it. Don't try to do it just, uh, like, if you're pregnant, it might be a bad idea. Uh, I don't know if I see any pregnant ladies in the room, but if you're you're pregnant in the room, it might not be a good idea. Um, And also, I would say this, ask God about it. He'll give you a clear answer. Um, And then also, uh, don't worry about if you fail. Don't worry about failing. Just start over. Because the point isn't to be perfect. The point is to say, God, I'm denying my flesh, and I'm investing in the Spirit. And the whole point is that this should cause you to, to deny something that you would want. Uh, hey, Jason. Um, well, I'll, I'll leave that. Actually, there's a little card that I'm going to be handing out at the end of the service that Svetlana's going to have at the door. And there's also a Bible reading guide. And on it, it's this, It's this. it might be a little small. So if you have a hard time reading it, uh, let me know. I'll bring bigger ones next week. But it's called a daily pursuit guide. And I really feel this strongly in my heart that For us to be anything of what we're called to be, a daily pursuit with Jesus has to be everything. And so it kind of has these four different things on there, a space of worshiping him, reading your Bible, listening to him, and then doing something active with God. And so so in that, I just really want to, I'm going to hand that out at the end of the service, and I am challenging you for 21 days to make Jesus a daily pursuit with Jesus a thing you do every day, Jesus. I'm spending time with you. And then the other thing I wanted to say was this: um, I really want to encourage you to have a Bible reading plan. And I don't, I don't know if we have that slide or not. But Jason talked last week about a Bible reading plan about a guy named Nikki Gumble. And Nikki Gumbel has this one year reading plan, and I want to encourage you to do that. We also have a paper copy where you can just write it and you can do as much as you can. But the point is, we need to get God's word in us and we need to have a heart open. And I just, I want to really encourage you. This is where the life happens in God. I heard someone say, Raquel was telling me yesterday, some organization found out about 20% of Christians actually have a biblical worldview. 20% of Christians understand what it means to think according to how God thinks biblically in this. 20%. That tells me that a lot of us don't know what God says about money, about relationships, about life. We just don't know. But God wants to talk to us about all that stuff. So, Zechariah 4, verse 6, and he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, or maybe I would say this, to Ed, to Raphael, to Spencer, to Victor, to Jason, to Rick. This is the word of the Lord. Not by might, you guys. Not by your willpower, not by your strength, not by anything you can do. Not by your talent or your influence or anything you have to offer. But by my spirit. God wants to kill our self-reliance and our attempt to do this on our own. You can't live for God in your own strength. We'll fail every time. We need his help. We need his strength. So can we just do this? Can, um, can you just kind of kind of turn yourself in with the Lord real quick? And Tim, can you just put on some sort of instrumental background music? I'm telling you this this week because next week we're going to start the fast. Um, after the service, because we're going to have a cake and some stuff for celebrating Nick and Julianne. But after that, but... I want, to t- I want you to say this. I want you to ask God, what should you fast? And maybe that's a media thing. Maybe that's, um, maybe that's a, I'm just gonna commit to spending 21 days with God every day in his word. Maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a matter of the full 21 days, but um, just kind of stick your hands out in front of you and, and just, God, we we really need to hear from you. And there's people in this room that need breakthrough. We all, we all need breakthrough. We all need breakthrough in an area. Um, God, there's people in this room that, God, they've been struggling with something for a long time, whatever it is. And, and God, you know exactly what it is. And they need breakthrough in that area. God, fasting is one of those ways that you bring breakthrough. There's people in this room that have loved ones that don't know you and they're crying out that they would, this would be the year that they come to know you. We pray for that this year. God, we pray too, God, for anybody here that just needs to hear from you. You know exactly what they need to hear. And so Jesus, we thank you for that. And we say, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us. We say like Samuel, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Can we just, can we just say that together? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen.